What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 6th. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the former and former Imran Khan. I'm happy to be here when hashtag let Tim host has finally reached fruition. You know, it took a couple years. It took it took <laughs> a lot of a lot of support and a lot of a lot of things going on, but but here we are. Tim we finally hosting. made it. <laughs> we finally made it. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I got a little too much sun. Um, this weekend and by that i mean i stepped outside once and the sun saw me and here i am i am a lobster but it's okay you know what i mean i'm uh-huh. living my best life i got i got my my new pooch got the moose got I'm, he's all running around and stuff uh nanobiologist in the chat saying show us the puppy i can't he's upstairs with g she she has Boo, video calls all day show us the puppy Boo. and she is she's waiting Boo. to show it off to every single person so have her <laughs> come live down. Is time to He's the size of like a dinner plate, right? He's like very tiny. Dude, he is five pounds and it's literally this big. Like he can fit in her sweater pocket. Like it is <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I think I legitimately. So whoa, why is my camera so dark? <laughs> I think legitimately <laughs> she, uh, he's the size of Cecil's head. Like, yeah, no, yeah. for reals. It's it's for funny you. too because he's uh, Pomeranian. So it's like he looks like Andy, obviously, but also like he looks bigger than he is. Like he's already so small, but then you touch him and like you try to get to where his head's at. His head looks like a tennis ball, but then when you go in, it's it's a golf ball. <laughs> but anyways, enough about the moose today. We are talking about uh, the Xbox showcase date, the Assassin's Creed leak, um, some cool eight bit dough controllers, and more. Because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday, right here at ten a.m. on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We get together to talk about video games, all of the news that you need to know about them. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, RoosterTeeth.com, or listen on your favorite podcast service. Just search for kind of funny games daily and uh give us some good reviews give us the thumbs up two thumbs up five stars ten fingers whatever it is give us that good stuff uh to be a part of the show you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show we got a fun post show question today we're going to talk about our favorite educational games (laughs) imran exciting that'll be fun um but some housekeeping to get out of the way here. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad, Muhammad, and Blackjack. Um, next up, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Some fun stuff going on. Uh, we got Iron Man VR review going up on PS I Love You tomorrow. Um, so that's that's gonna be fun. That's that's uh Greg and Bless. I don't think Bless has played through. Oh, he's he's been playing. I don't think he beat the whole thing though. But anyway, Greg Miller has beat it. It's gonna be his full review. And every day this week, starting today. Uh, a new part of Andy's full playthrough of The Last of Us Part 2 will be on youtube.com slash kind of funny games at 3 p.m. Um, so 3 p.m. from today until Sunday. There's seven parts. Um, I watched a whole bunch of his stream. It was hilarious. Is Andy. He gets very scared a lot. So fun stuff. Uh, today we're brought to you by Quip, Klarna, and Hymns. But I'll tell you about that later. Because uh, right now I want to tell you that this show is really brought to you by Joe Screbbles, um, <laughs> a.k.a. 2 plus 2 is Joe on Twitter. I was trying to get stories, and it's not that today's a slow news day. There's a couple big things, but there's a lot of little things, and I swear he just went crazy and just wrote every article yeah. that I needed. So I was I'm like... going down this list. It's Joe Screbbles for almost everything except one. Exactly. So shout out to you, Joe Screbbles, the made-up name, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. 
It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. Ah, Baker's dozen. See, I love it because it sounds like you're committed, but you also hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting mixed messages with that one, Kev. <laughs> to the it's it's the hard chances, to try to sure make up it's new ones. <laughs> it's, it's hard to make, make up new ones every time, you know? Corey Teddy <laughs> says, why is he so sad today? Kev, why are you so sad? Oh, I'm not. It's just the dog has a lot of energy and it's taking it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I slept for like 10 hours yesterday, like during the day. Oh, good for you. So I'm doing pretty good. Let's get right into it. The first news story, the Xbox Game Showcase is finally revealed. We have a date, July 23rd, 9 a.m. Pacific, with the pre-show starting at 8 a.m. with Jeff Keighley over on YouTube Gaming. Uh, Emma, not much else to say here except finally, we know it's happening. I like that date. I like that we're (laughs) close, but we have UB this weekend. Of course, we have Devolver. And then it's like a whole bunch of just random little things here and there. But July 23rd, end of July, give me that last week. Give me some good stuff. It feels like, okay, it feels in the context of E3, which is probably not a context we necessarily need to be like involved in, but it feels in that context like it's a little late. Like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe relevant to Sony. That yeah. it's like, oh, they waited a full month for this actual, their first party showcase. So I think hopefully that month lets them go like, okay, we know what went wrong the first time. We know what Sony did. Let's blow this out of the water. Let's do like the biggest fucking show we can do. It's it's kind of hard to to look at this and not have extremely high expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that you know this whole industry, like all of us, and obviously me, um, have the the issue of overhyping things and setting expectations way too high. But I do think that this is one of the rare times where those expectations aren't unrealistic. They're they're right. kind of there for a reason. Like going into the the Nintendo Switch reveal, um, I felt similarly where it was very make or break for them. Where coming after the Wii U, they needed to really kind of wow people. And when they came out with the with their with that first original, like there was the, the trailer commercial for the Switch, right? And that mm-hmm. got everyone interested. But then everyone's like, okay, but like, what are the actual games going to be? Like, what's this going to look like? And then when we got that uh, Japan presentation that had one two Switch and uh, Breath of the Wild at the at the end. Um, it was a little bit like I feel like people weren't stoked like that stoked about that event and th- I feel like those people ended up being wrong because we saw what happened with the Switch's first couple of years being like right. such a major hit so I think that you know nailing the presentation isn't necessarily the sign of success or failure when it comes to these console launches and like turnarounds but I think Xbox is in a different situation this time especially because Sony has killed the last generation or current generation and they just killed their coming out party for the ps5 so add all of that to the fact that this is going to be the time that a lot of the studios that xbox has acquired are going to debut their games this is going to be the major reveal uh for all intents and purposes of halo infinite um and on top of maybe getting some more hardware stuff like who even knows i also think that the key thing here is it being so late means this is probably going to be the closest console reveal to console release that we ever get, or full blowout, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we've ever ever had before. Switch was two months. The Switch 
Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying like like sent like there's a switch and included with these. Like I feel okay, like this yeah. generation, including Switch, yes. PS5, and this, it's like we're so close. So I like that it's later. Like I like that it, <laughs> we're gonna get these games and then we're gonna see it. And especially the way they're talking about, um, you know, this, this isn't the only event. There's gonna be other events. I really feel like that could really bite them in the ass because they need to show up and they need to show up hard on this one. Yeah, they made the mistake in May of revealing that like. God, it wasn't even an indie showcase. It was like third party. indie slash third party slash whatever showcase of this is the reveal of next gen. And they didn't blow anyone away. And I get why they did that. I get they wanted to like have an overflow thing. But then that plus the silence until this next thing really kind of just bit them in the ass. So mm-hmm. this has to be them going like, OK, we know what we're going to do. We know what you want to see. Microsoft, I don't put it past Microsoft to ever blow a lead. Because they they manage to do that quite often, but they, I trust Greenberg and Spencer know the lessons they had to learn for this, and this has to be the time for them to go. We need to be able to prove to people that we're in this for the long haul. Yeah, there was that thing last week where Take Two had our two K had the uh, they announced that the sports games for next generation will be seventy dollars or implied that. I think Microsoft can use that to their advantage. By showing a bunch of games now and then saying, hey, all this will be on Game Pass. Totally. Because Game Pass is the actual answer to rising game prices or people who are mad about that. And if they can use that, like, furor for them, then I think this show will actually really succeed. Like, if you see Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite looks amazing. And you realize, actually, I'm not paying $70 for that. I'm paying X amount for Game Pass and a bunch of other games. Then it works out really well for their mind share. Totally. We've been saying it for a long time that I, I think that they really just need to nail the marketing and uh, push the value of Game Pass, which I think they've been doing a great job of over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but really kind of pushing, especially Game Game Pass Ultimate as this like one-stop shop that is getting you into the ecosystem. It's everything that you need. You buy the console or, you know, eventually not even that with the, the cloud stuff and you, you're in X- Xbox, you're playing Xbox and you're getting the achievements and they hopefully will keep you there and make you want to play games there because why would you pay $70 when you could just play it on Game Pass, right? Right. Um, I think the big X factor for me is X Cloud. Like, are they going to talk about it uh, during this presentation? Like, and I, I would hope that they would, but that just might not be the right time for this. Uh, Amen DC writes in and says, Hey, KFGD crew, someone queue up the Halo music and rev the Forza engines. The Xbox game showcase has been announced. My questions are simple. What are you expecting to see showcased and what do you hope we see? And do we see Lockhart? I think so. To answer that first question, I think obviously we will get Halo because they've already already said it. I think uh, the rumors about Fable probably true. I think the rumors about Perfect Dark are also probably true, but I don't think we'll see it there. Really? Why is that? I think they're like, so who was it today? Maybe it was Brad Sams, but someone came out and said, uh, Microsoft has things to show right now, but they're not showing everything. So mm-hmm. I think it, Perfect Dark is one of those things you hold back just a little bit longer and then use it for a big showcase later on. Like, but what is you, later want, on? you want all the attention on Halo right now. When you say later on, do you mean August? Or do you uh, mean... Either I would just I want to say next year after the launch of the system. I mean, granted, who knows? Like things can change very quickly. I've I've said that like it would be wise for Microsoft to actually just go ahead and just show everything they're working on because yeah. then that shows a commitment to 
actual first party efforts this generation they didn't really have last generation see that's kind of where i'm at like i i feel like this for the last couple years every time we're going into e3 and we start making predictions and stuff i feel like we'd be able to uh find clips of us saying like this is the year xbox has to come out xbox has to show all this stuff and then it kind of became clear i'd say like maybe two years ago that oh they're not going to do that they're going to hold off and wait for the the next gen like they're going to like kind of you know get their stable of um devs up and then eventually we're going to get this like massive reveal now is that time it's like especially when you look at sony's uh conference and i know that it's like it feels trite to compare them but it's like that we that's all that we have right now to go off is what the the ps5 reveal looked like and with the ps5 reveal we got a commitment to continue the high quality first party games we got a high quality first party launch title in miles morales or at least whatever holiday we, we know it's coming this year we assume it's a launch title but then we also get the commitment of but you're gonna get ratchet and you're gonna get horizon you, you're gonna get the dark uh demon souls mm. um remake it's like all of those things are kind of like okay great like i i can invest in this playstation ecosystem because i understand that there's legs i need to see that from microsoft like i really want to see all this event needs to do to to be like perfect to me is show me halo and really wow me with halo which yeah. i know that's a tall ask but that's kind of the bare minimum at this point like if they don't do that that's going to be a problem um but i also i want to see a perfect dark i want or at least i want to know what what the uh, initiative is working on mm-hmm. right and i want to see like we're going to see forza of course we saw gran turismo i want to see more of hellblade i want i want to them to talk about it so that i have an idea of what what's the next two years going to look like on xbox and you can hold some surprises sure but i feel like this is the type of thing where don't do that <laughs> like you know get people hyped and understanding that like you guys have a lot because otherwise i think it'll start feeling like okay well what really do they have and it'll how can we still be having the conversation about xbox in 2020 where it's like okay they have halo gears and forza mm-hmm we yeah, need I mean, more. <laughs> part of the problem is that, like, and I think Phil Spencer has done a lot to address this in the last couple of years, is that Microsoft's internal software management is just fucking terrible. Like, we've heard so many stories from places that are, like, uh, just saying working with Microsoft has been such an awful experience. Like, the Phantom Dust people who are making a new game for Microsoft that was actually revealed with a big CG trailer that the developers didn't know anything about added at an A3, and the game just got silently canceled because they needed a little bit more money for the things Microsoft wanted them to do. I, like, we can assume a lot about Scalebound and Platinum that we, we'll never actually probably know for sure, but mm-hmm. Microsoft has canceled more games in the last generation than they've released, honestly. <laughs> That's probably not a true number, but let's like they've canceled more high-profile things than we know about. Mm-hmm. They need to get that fixed, and if they can show that this time with more than CG trailers, more than just like, here's what we're aiming for, then I think they have a big shot at this one. And I know this is like a first party one, but I also think they need to remedy the idea that the Xbox doesn't get all the games the PS5 will get. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, remember 2017 when every major game did not release on Xbox? Yeah. Like, that that first quarter were like Nier, Yakuza, Breath of the Wild, Horizon. All of them were games that came out on other systems other than the Xbox One. And yeah. now they've made like a little bit of it, like they've gotten Yakuza on the system, but like, is Project Athia going to come there? Maybe, maybe not. They say design for PS5, but who knows? Like, mm-hmm. are if they make a new, I don't know, uh, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two or whatever is that going to come there? They need to answer these questions as well, and that will help people like be more confident in buying a system. I imagine we're gonna get some of those reveals. I mean, like looking at the PlayStation event, we got Resident Evil Eight, right? Uh, I hope that we we see some bangers with the with Xbox that are of the third party variety, like a Final Fantasy Sixteen or a Final Fantasy Seven Remake Two or I mean, like, how hype would it be if we we actually got a Final Fantasy VII Remake Two announcement, like trailer or something, and the announcement of like what is the rollout plan for it coming to Xbox? Right. You know, which we might be a little too far out from that being because we know it's a year, so that that might be too early. A random thing that I'm really excited and hope that we see because it's been way too long is the Cuphead DLC. Oh yeah, that, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like where has that gone? I at this one has got to be just like a Cuphead too, right? Like it's not a dlc anymore I, I just think that these games take a long time to to <laughs> make with all the hand-drawn stuff and the just the assets right like i i think it's still going to be dlc but at one point they didn't it think it was going to release 2019 like they thought it was going to release last year when they announced it and then slowly yeah. it's it must have expanded to a point that if it's dlc it's like a lost legacy style thing man i would lose my shit <laughs> that would be so 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 awesome um what, what what third party things would you be be super excited about? Super excited? I don't know anything they could announce that would be like, like that would make me like lose my shit. Like we all assumed that Final Fantasy sixteen would be at that PlayStation conference. It wasn't. What if it's here? I mm-hmm. don't like. I'm not saying I've heard anything about that, but like that would be a big coup for them to be like, yeah. What if we have FF sixteen here? I, I this has been a thing that I think that microsoft should do that i don't think they actually would but what if they locked up dragon ball and i understand like it all comes from bandai namco and like there are other parties mm-hmm. that would have to agree to that but what if xbox is the only place you could play dragon ball games that would actually be fairly big for them and i would be like yeah i'll buy a 360 or not 360 a series x uh-huh. just in case like the next fighter z or whatever comes out only on that hmm that is it. The, the fighting game exclusivity thing always feels weird to me for some reason. Like when Street Fighter went exclusive on PlayStation, I was like, for some reason, that's that genre to me feels like it should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like games that are that type of community focused. I'm like, I feel like it's you should, you know, broaden it as much as possible. But it's less um, that it should be everywhere and it should be on a system everyone has, which is why like Killer okay, Instinct never got like point. fully adopted because mm-hmm. nobody really. Everyone owned a PS4 for Street Fighter Five, but yeah. they didn't really bother buying an Xbox or bringing Xboxes to tournaments for Killer Instinct. So it kind of lagged a little bit in that way. If mm. like it becomes an issue of Street Fighter or Street Fighter Six or whatever is on every system, then it, like the 360 was the main Street Fighter Four system. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening again. Yeah. Uh, what about Lockhart? Lockhart, I think, not coming this show. Unless Sony announces pricing. Mm -hmm. If Sony comes out there this month before the show and says, hey, the PS5 is going to be $500 to $550, depending on the version you get. I think that behooves Microsoft to then go, hey, actually, we have a $300 system for you. That is a smart thing to do. But if Sony doesn't announce anything this month, I think it's wise to hold that back another month. Because I agree with you. I also think that the the Lockhart and xCloud conversations are also kind of linked, where I think mm-hmm. that their focus with xCloud is going to be more on the, the Lockhart side than it is on the Series X side. But I do think that they need to come up with a easy nomenclature. Like, I, at what point are we going to stop calling it xCloud? Yeah. 
or do been, we? I, their whole exile plan now actually kind of confuses me. Like it, it all made sense a week ago, but then they killed Mixer, and now I'm like, okay, so what is it? You because whenever I talked to a Microsoft executive, it was always a three prong plan of Xbox, XCloud, Mixer. That if you could watch a stream on your Xbox, then just hit a button. And then, like, if you had the game on Game Pass, then you just start playing that game right there. And that always made some sense. But I, if they don't have Mixer in that thing, then they're paring that plan back down a little bit. Is so it not, I, wasn't that more the Google side of things with the YouTube? Like, I don't really remember seeing the Mixer integration. They were, that was what they were leading to. And then, like, I guess as Mixer started failing, they started backing away from it to the point where they just started, like, kill the program. But now that it's xCloud and Game Pass are the two prongs of that, then mm. I'm. I think those two will be heavily marketed together. Yeah, I, I think they have to be like intrinsically tied. Yeah, I I think what would be wise for Microsoft is to s- ditch the online subscription, like ditch Xbox Live Gold, because honestly, like they don't do it on PC, which is already kind of like a shitty thing for like people who would play on Xbox to be like, hey, I can play Sea of Thieves with my friend. My friend doesn't pay shit for this, but I do. Mm-hmm. And just focus on Game Pass and xCloud as the main thing, the main mm-hmm. subscription drivers for the the Xbox ecosystem. Interesting. So, like, do something kind of like HBO with HBO Max, where it's like they introduce it and then kind of get rid of the other things underneath it. So, eventually, just Xbox Game Pass is the thing that you get and you, that gets you xCloud and the ability to play online. Yeah, I think they're actually they're going towards that. Like they've said that Game Pass and xCloud are going to be like intrinsically linked i don't know that they're going to be like a you can't do one without the other but mm-hmm. yeah i think that is logical that they sell a bundle of subscriptions that are valuable for the consumer and that if you have an xbox but don't have these subscriptions then you're not getting the full weight of that console i kind of feel like that would make sense but there's just so much money in the, these random subscription services and yes. they wouldn't want to get rid so unless they fully transfer everyone over and it's just like kind of even just the people paying now they just have a, a new name for the same thing that they've had even if they have more features kind of like the hbo max thing i can't see them getting rid of it when they have xbox ultimate game pass ultimate is that what it's called um uh, that gets you live and that yeah xbox live ultimate i no, I don't remember. I have Either it. Way. I do not remember like, the nomenclature for that. But uh, it would be a shot across the bow uh, yeah. to Sony of like, yeah, they introduced paid online this past year and then our past generation, and we're taking it away. Yeah. Yeah, man. That would be interesting. Uh, Mizuki writes in and says, Good morning, Timron. Uh, the Xbox conference is officially happening. And in the middle of the Xbox game, Xbox demo games event. Does this make it certain that Xbox Game Studios games will be making their way to the demo event early? If so, what games other than Halo Infinite would you be most interested in getting your hands on? Thanks for everything you do. I didn't think about that, actually. That is. Can you imagine how much of a bomb that would be? If it's like, hey, you guys want to play Halo Infinite? You want to play the demo we just showed you? <laughs> if they just put Halo multiplayer out and just be like, hey, this is Halo Infinite's multiplayer. If you want to keep playing in November, buy the game. Like, yeah. that would be surprisingly smart. And, like, Halo is not a system seller anymore. And that's that's sad for Halo. Like, but it's it, it's I mean, been doing less and less over the doesn't years. Doesn't that need to change, though? That does is need it? to change. And I think that would be a good way to do it, of getting all these people who haven't played Halo in forever and getting them, like, if you were able to combine this with a launch of xCloud or make it for this thing comes out for Game Pass subscribers, that would be very, like, yeah, okay, yeah, do that. If, if you're a Game Pass subscriber anytime from now until November, you just get Halo's multiplayer. 
that yeah. makes a ton of sense. Oh my god, that would get so many people in. Yeah, I mean, it also depends if the multiplayer is done, but like, that's, and that's my thing is like, I feel like maybe just the vertical slice, like, give them that. Yeah, uh, whatever the demo is, we see. I because I imagine that we're gonna get a lengthy gameplay demo of of Infinite, like old school Halo games, like Halo Two's showing, you know, at the at E three. Also, like they don't. Microsoft specifically has tried to go away from the idea of multiplayer demos at their thing. So, like, mm-hmm. remember Gears of War 5, la- year before last, uh-huh. where they ha- announced a new, like, mode, but then didn't show the actual mode. Like, they yeah. showed a CG trailer for it. So, uh-huh. if, like, it, I think at a show, you want to show the, like, the single-payer campaign, and that's the main, that's the driver. And then, totally. like, the chaser would be, here's multiplayer. Like, Man. did you just play? Ooh-wee! But I do think the idea of the the demo event being timed around this is not a coincidence. I think yeah. that there w- we will get some stuff. It might not be the biggest things. Like, we, like I wouldn't expect a Halo demo. I think that'd be freaking awesome, and that would be a huge, huge, huge win for them. But I would expect some of the smaller titles they end up showing to be playable in some form. I think I didn't think about it this till right now, but X Cloud is actually a very good way in the future to actually just do demos. Yeah, because like we. we like with Cyberpunk the other day when Blessing was playing it, he he said he was playing it on like NVIDIA, their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like that people is a know. smart way to, if you want to have demos that people aren't going to data mine or strip open or break, like having just streaming it to people for like a month is actually yeah. not a bad plan. And that, is, that would be a good way for them to leverage xCloud is like, hey, we're doing this thing that you can't do anywhere else. Yeah. Well, moving on. Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about this in the coming month. Mm-hmm. Um, 8BitDo announces the xCloud controller. This comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Kev, if you could bring up this link, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Microsoft is planning to launch its xCloud game streaming service later this year as part of Xbox Game Pass, and accessory makers are getting ready. 8BitDo, a company that specializes in retro and modern alternative game pads, and they are amazing, by the way, some of my favorite mm-hmm. controllers for the Switch. Um, this tiny Bluetooth controller uh, is designed to be compatible with all Android smartphones and tablets, and it's officially licensed as a compatible xCloud and Xbox controller. The built-in battery should last for around 18 hours. There's a USB-C port for charging, thank God. Uh, the <laughs> controller even ships with a clip to attach to phones with adjustable positioning. Um, 8 worked with Microsoft to license the controller and ensure it's fully functional with xCloud. There's separate software that allow you to customize button mapping and adjust stick and trigger sensitivities. Um, it'll have different profiles you can switch between. It's $45. Um, the SN30 Pro for Xbox is available on Amazon for pre-order today with devices shipping on September 21st. This is just a cool thing. It's a little mm-hmm. bit weird that the um, sticks are more DualShock style as opposed to Xbox style. Well, it's the it's the same controller they like the SNES style controller they already have. Just mm-hmm. they painted it black and put Xbox logos on it. Yeah, and it's weird to see, right? Like this feels very un Xbox mm-hmm. <laughs> looking. Um, kind of exciting though. I don't know that this is necessarily going to be the, the way people are going to want to play Xbox. I mean, games. I, I like the idea honestly of like we've talked about that uh that switch grip with a pro controller before and like that mm-hmm. thing's super cool as well like yeah. just having like on planes and stuff i don't want to pull out a full-ass xbox one controller mm-hmm. but this is flatter and more compact which yeah. seems like it would just be easier to stick in my backpack i love this thing i, I, mean, I, I feel like the, the difference is is very small with like a full-blown xbox controller and the xbox controller is, is more comfortable you know because they sell attachments like i have a little clip that goes on an Xbox controller and it holds my phone too. 
And this yeah. is cool. I'm not trying to like hate on it. I'm just saying like at this point, it's only a little bit bigger to just have a reg- regular controller. And it's I think it's more, more of the battery. It's the battery and having it be a little bit lighter mm-hmm. and, and all that. It's stuff. also like near half the price. So like if you stick this in a backpack and it messes up the analog sticks, like that's not a huge deal. I mean, it still sucks to be out 45 bucks, but like fine. I'll deal. I don't want to put my elite in my backpack. Yeah. I do though. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, next up, 30 minutes of Assassin's Creed Valhalla leaked. Uh, this comes from Joe Screvels at IGN. Um, sure, as sun follows rain, Assassin's Creed games were shown off before Ubisoft want them to be. And today's another example for the leaky series, having some leaks. Uh, marked the clear work in progress tag and seemingly uploaded in low resolution. The footage shows a player using the female version of the lead character, Ivor. Um, it includes open world uh, exploration, Raven Sight, longboat gameplay, some combat in a castle siege, a boss battle that ends in a choice to either execute or spare the victim, a look at the inventory men- menu, a whole thing going through the game skill menu, a button to seemingly enter the game's animus from the in-game menus, uh, which seems to be a change from Odyssey, uh, a seemingly non-regenerating health bar, and a version of Odyssey's absolute best ability, the Spartan Kick, uh, which is which is back. Uh, Imran, do you see any of this footage? I did watch it. It was, it looked a lot like The Witcher. And like, obviously, Joe Scrabbles calls that out in this one. But yeah, it looks way more like The Witcher than I expected. Is to the point where, like, you? he literally has a flaming sword at some point. <laughs> Does that excite you, though? I don't know. I'm like three Assassin's Creed games behind at this point. I don't know mm. when I would ever get to this one. But like, it looks fine. It looks exactly like what I'd expect from this game at this point in time. I think we're rapidly entering the point where. Assassin's Creed changed into this like Witcher style RPG hybrid because people were like fr- frustrated with the lack of changes in the main series. I think we're getting to that point now with this this type of game a lot faster. Where like, okay, I'll take one more of these. Let's move on to some other idea, or maybe even let's go back to the old style Assassin's Creed at some point as well. It's been one, two. This would be five years mm-hmm. or four years for this one. So. Let's like this looks interesting, but I don't. Nothing about this was super exciting. Prince of Persia, baby. Let's just if you want old school stuff, let's just go back (laughs) to the prince, man. I want to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I I skimmed through it a little bit, and um, it definitely gave me vibes where I'm like, Kevin's gonna love this game. Like, this just (laughs) looks like more like Kev. Did you see any of this? No, man, I didn't see anything. Well, you should check it out. It looks pretty cool. (laughs) Ubisoft went around like trying to take it down, like. They took down a lot of videos of this thing, so clearly they did not want it to be out there. I, I mean, if it's anything like the last Assassin's Creed, which I, I want to say probably my game of the year last year, like it was, I couldn't put that game down. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything like that, I, I'm so in. So in. Yeah, it's cool stuff, man. Um, I'm the game 13 says so we all saw or at least heard about the leaked AC Valhalla footage on Sunday but the question is why does this 30 minute gameplay demo exist at all was the gameplay video the full unedited gameplay demo that was supposed to go up right after the Ubisoft event next weekend uh, where during the show we get a cut down version of some gameplay and then they might say go on YouTube to see the full demo after or is leaking it so close to Ubisoft forward just a coincidence I think it's both like it's uh I this is probably footage captured for the actual demo to be cut down, like edited too. I don't know that they'd ever actually fully release it, yeah. but I imagine There's like a lot of bugs and stuff in it too. And yeah. like, especially with that work in progress thing, like, I, I really do think this was just kind of like 
files that that they had. I don't think that this is going to be the demo that we see. Yeah, I imagine like the, when you're cutting a trailer, you have to record so much footage mm-hmm. that like some of it just stays on a server somewhere. And I guess this one accidentally got leaked. I don't think it was a controlled leak because it didn't make the game look great, especially with as as careful as Ubisoft has been showing this game in a way that's honestly kind of frustrating. They probably wouldn't do this and be like, hey, this looks bad, but wait for this Sunday when it will look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's the case either. Um, speaking of the Sunday, like, is there anything that you're that you know, Imran? Any secrets that I know? Uh, nothing that I don't think people have already guessed. Okay. I don't think I don't think there's going to be like any huge shocker because, like, honestly, Ubisoft has been. Uh, they delayed all their games from this year to later this year. So I assume we're just going to see more Watch Dogs Legions. We're going to see Valhalla that we've already seen. At this point, Far Cry 6? 6 mm-hmm. is a given. Yeah. To the point where, who was it they said there's going to be in it? Like uh, Giancarlo. Giancarlo. And, ah, uh, God. Gamesby, Jeff Grubb, wrote that oh. story that was like the least subtle leak I've ever seen. That was like Giancarlo should be in Far Cry Six. I'm like, Jeff Grubb, you know what you're talking, you know what you're doing. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. But yeah, I, I expect Far Cry Six to be their main headliner. Do you think Far Cry Six is like? I guess my question is why? Because <laughs> Far Cry Five sold really well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the case? I I, I don't even remember. All Far Cry sells shockingly well. Like honestly. Yeah. This is the quiet, uh, the quiet secret about Ubisoft is that every one of those like Tom Clancy, not Tom Clancy game, all of their games honestly sell really fucking great in a way that like doesn't get talked about. They don't really toot their own horn that much, but like you they're see, they're down the to a science, everyone. man. Yeah, they just they just got it. They understand how to get people hooked. Like those those Tom Clancy games, the last one accepting that last year was a bad year for them, but those Tom Clancy games have typically done amazing. And I think they'll what the delays were about was getting back to the drawing board and figuring out why they do well. So we'll probably see like a less inventive Ubisoft this generation, but also a probably a more polished one. Yeah, interesting. I, I miss the like surprises of Ubisoft. And I feel like yeah. it's been a while since we've really, really gotten that. I mean, I guess the last couple of years, um, well, maybe not the last couple of years, but within the last five years, there have been those fun Nintendo collaborations. You know, like yeah. Starlink and um, Mario plus Rabbits. Like, I would love a. Like, here's the thing: I'm dying for some new Nintendo news. Maybe we're about to get some new Nintendo games here. I would love that too. Like, honestly, I don't know why there hasn't been a sequel to Rabbits announced yet. Like, that yeah. should be that should have been day one for both those parties. Uh, we'll see. I Starlink, I could give or take, but whatever. Yeah. But I, I would like to see them. I would like to see Ubisoft do more with Nintendo stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what is? The Rayman Legends team, like my, Michelle and Selens aside, is not working on Beyond Good and Evil 2. So what are they doing? Like, That's a really good question. And I would love another Rayman Origins Legends type game. And those games make, are fantastic. Make that a Nintendo collaboration. Like, what if that's just oh, like, yeah. what if they use a Nintendo character that isn't used all that often for one of those games? Like, that would be fantastic. That would be real cool. I love that. Listen to us, Ubisoft. Do that. <laughs> uh, next story: Breath of the Wild two voice actors say that their work on the game is done. This comes from you guessed it, Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Uh, Spanish voice actors for Zelda: Breath of the Wild two have said their work on the game is done, perhaps indicating that the game is a significant way through its development cycle. 
reported by Game Reactor, Mark Navarro and Niera Alfonso, who are at Rivali and Zelda, told the host of the uh, Uncafe Con Nintendo podcast that they had finished their work on the still undated sequel before questioning whether they should have revealed that information. As pointed out by VGC, localized voice acting is often one of the final tasks for game audio design departments. This doesn't necessarily mean that the game as a whole is close to complete, but it may indicate that Breath of the Wild 2 is a significant way through its production. It might and it might not. So the original Breath of the Wild, they held back on voice acting for a while. And when they actually did end up doing it, they ran into the voice actor strike as part of a problem, which is why that game sounds the way it does in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, I once talked to someone from Nintendo and was like, I just said the Blood Moon Rising and they cringed. So yeah. they, know, they know. But uh-huh. like, I could see... One, I, I don't think Breath of the Wild is that far away. I think that game probably comes out within the next year. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I, I think that if it weren't for Corona, it'd be this year. Yeah, I think they probably... I think whatever plans they had for 2020 were scuttled by COVID, like for Zelda. But I, I also think that like this may not... It just doesn't tell us anything. But this is interesting to know that like, oh yeah, they're, they must be doing that remotely as well. They must be done... If I were Nintendo, I wouldn't take any risk that things get worse, especially if you're doing voice acting in, say, America, that mm-hmm. getting people into a studio might be harder in a couple of months than it is now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm excited, though. Breath of the Wild 2 is one of those games that like, I just kind of forgot about, and then <laughs> when we have these conversations, it comes back up, and I'm like, wow, that's real. Like, It's not just rumors that we're like, oh, maybe we'll get a sequel. It's like, we know it's happening. Like, That's yes. really freaking exciting. I'm... Um, I'm definitely like I was watching my girlfriend play Ring Fit the other day, and I was looking. I was like, "This game actually looks really good. Like, it looks surprisingly good." So I, I'm interested to see how much better Breath of the Wild Two looks than the original, because I, I imagine they're they actually will. making some big improvements. I hope so. Yeah. I'm trying to think back, Majora's Mask compared to Ocarina. Majora's Mask was like a year later, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Hmm. Well, moving on. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is also being worked on from home. This comes from Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Uh, development on Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will temporarily drop below 100% efficiency due to remote working, but the game's creators are confident that it won't have a major long-term effect. Uh, in an interview with the Guardian co-director and producers uh, were asked about the effects of COVID-19 on the first part's release. Katase explained that the release of the game happening during this unprecedented situation has blindsided us. He went on to discuss how Part 2's development has been touched by the pandemic. Quote, at this current time, the team are still making the next game via remote working. Our performance will t- temporarily drop below 100% efficiency because of this, but I do not think there should be a big impact in the long term. Do you think they get really pissed off every time someone asks them, like, why is development so slow? Because I feel like that's a question they get a lot. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's a good <laughs> question to ask those guys, though, it is. right? <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard, like publicly, we've all heard just various things about Final Fantasy VII over the last year. Of oh yeah, it should be faster. Oh well, maybe we don't quite know yet. Maybe it's still like on a conceptual level. My bet would be, whatever plans they had for F Seven as a like uh, series have been scuttled, not because of COVID, but because of sales, because of how well that game did, that now they're like, we can release a lot more of these and we can sell this <laughs> for more. Like, we can, if, if every ver- version or every iteration of this series sells 3 million copies, then it is going to be like, it's not going to be the most profitable series they've ever had, but it's going to be a majorly profitable series. Yeah. 
I kind of feel like there's just a lot of this stuff that they, you know, these these stories get reported on by us, and we we talk about it, and kind of break down all the words and shit. But I feel like they know a lot more than they're letting on when it comes yeah. to stuff. And I feel like they've had a plan for this, uh, the, for the series of Final Fantasy VII, and I don't think it has changed that much over over time. It's just they've been so secretive about what Final Fantasy VII remake ended up being um, that now that it's out. This the big secret is what is part two because until they actually reveal the title or like give a hint of what it looks like, there's still a lot of big questions, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not that far away from the game coming out. Coming out, it just came out a couple months ago. Yeah. Still not even on the other consoles. So like, I'm really interested in when we end up up seeing like the the announce the proper announcement of the game. Because going still- back to Breath of the Wild too, it's like what I was just saying about well, at least we know it exists. Mm-hmm. We only know Final Fantasy VII Part Two exists in the idea that we know it's going to be episodic, which means there has to be more than one. <laughs> yes, I I still believe like I'm of the theory that PS5 version will re- release, and then the day of release they will patch in an ending that hints at Part Two, Kingdom Hearts Two style or Kingdom yeah. Hearts Prologue, Kingdom Hearts Three know. style, like all that. Like I I think that is the way they're going to do it, or maybe like include some more hints in the actual like PS5 version or whatever. Mm. But that is the way I think they're going to do it. Ever since, like, so we're not going to get into spoiling FF7 Remake here, but there was a Nomura interview that I talked to you about a -hmm. couple of years ago where they said, like, are you going to release compilation, like, all the old games again? He's like, no, it's not the same series, really. Like, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. And at the time, no one really figured out what that meant. But now we know. So now I'm looking at every one of the interviews and be like, what are you getting at? What, what are you, you trying to say here? Thing is like you know you're you're saying you're being cheeky. What 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 are you trying to go off here? I don't know, man. There's also the the rumors or like I guess yeah, that the rumors that Square Enix was going to announce new games in July and August. Mm-hmm. What do you think that looks like? I don't know. I I feel like anything huge they would probably try to attach to a hardware manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I they have like a number of smaller projects like. Avengers is taking up all Crystal Dynamics time, which leaves Montreal for a project they because last thing they did was Tomb Raider. So I'd but be they're curious. They're working on, aren't they also helping with Avengers? Oh, they, they also, I guess that makes sense too. Yeah, then I don't know. Like, what could they, like, we haven't heard anything about Bravely Second for a very long time, even though that game's been announced. So if I were Square Enix, what I would do is. I would rely on my back catalog more. Like remakes, obviously a big thing now, but obviously they wouldn't be able to spin up the drives fast enough to have something now. Mm-hmm. But a definitive edition of Chrono Trigger would be like the coolest thing for me of being That'd like, be here's Chrono Trigger that's now on on PS4, PS5, like all that jazz as a downloadable game that has all the content from like all the best versions and none of the bad things. Hmm. Like that cool. would be a very short, simple project that I think would get people hyped. Yeah. I want Final Fantasy VII Part Two. <laughs> I want that too. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it the other day, and granted, I still have not played Last of Us Two, but I think Final Fantasy VII is still my game of the year. Last of Us Two has usurped it for me. Yeah, but it's and and, and that's crazy because Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I really am surprised that any game could beat that for me because it was such a such a great experience. I can't wait for you to play Last of Us. I can't wait for your takes on Last of Us, Ron. I will probably start that game today or tomorrow. <laughs> Very exciting. Keep yeah. me updated because that you your opinion is definitely the one that I, I am probably most interested in. I, I mean, personally, I'm very excited to like based on what you guys said. I didn't like listen to the review for like obvious reasons, but yeah. like 
I'm very, I'm, I'm very hopeful that game pushes FO7 out of the running for me. I'm hopeful that it's so good that I can't, even me as somebody who's like a little wary of those kind of games, it's like, mm-hmm. no, I can't deny this. This shit is great. I hope, man. We will see. Final story of the day. It's a quick one here. Uh, the Left 4 Dead creators reveal some concept art for their new game. Kev, if you can bring this up, that'd be cool as well. Turtle Rock Studios, the creator of Left 4 Dead, has shown off concept art for its upcoming co-op zombie game, Back for Blood, which is just the best name. Like, good <laughs> job, guys. You just you nailed it. Uh, back when Back for Blood was revealed, Turtle Rock explained that the game will be a next-gen cooperative FPS where you'll be able to shoot up a lot of zombies like in Left 4 Dead, but with a whole lot of new stuff uh, that make it unique. The image suggests that the game has a big emphasis on defense uh, and like escaping and all that stuff. Uh, Turtle Rock didn't give any more new details about the game, so it's all speculation for now. But Back for Blood scheduled for release on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, so we'll see where things end up there. But no release date has been set. Tim, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I remember you bringing that up at some point. I'm looking at my Steam profile now. 1,168 hours in Holy Left 4 Dead 2. Shit. <laughs> that is commitment. <laughs> so I'm excited for this game. I didn't like Evolve because like Evolve was one of those games that you played A3 with a couple of people, like other journalists. It's like, oh, this is really fun and cool. And you go home and you play with friends and like two or three matches in, it's like, okay, this has been the same round five times. Like maybe this is not as fun as we think. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that they're going back to the Left for Dead thing now. The idea of like a couple of survivors, a bunch of zombies and hordes getting to an end. And like if they have the competitive mode that's as good as Left 4 Dead 2, then I am on board and I'm going to harass my friends from the left for dead days to play until <laughs> like we get bored of that game too because you're back for blood i'm back for blood man i really hope that you and your friends get get back for some blood one day but imran that's so far away if i wanted to know what's coming to mom and grop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday true all of it <laughs> out today <laughs> We got Gertie on Switch. Don't know what that is. It's uh, a dog, got, right? No, IGN, my favorite dog in the world, Gertie, um, is is someone at IGN's dog. So maybe they're a game now <laughs> on the Switch. You can get it today. Uh, twin turbo supercharged nitro fueled Papa Mobile <laughs> on PC. What? <laughs> Kevin, can you please look that up? <laughs> the Papa Mobile is where I just like, okay, this is. <laughs> Twin turbo supercharged nitro fueled Papa Mobile. <laughs> What's like, a Papa Mobile? What, what could that be? Is it like a a car that's shaped like your dad? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thinking of like the Oscar Wire Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, but like it's shaped like a person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, we got Monster Logic on PC, Maze Banquet on PC, and Wright on PC. Okay, so Kev Kev's trying to bring up twin turbo supercharged nitro fueled Papa mobile this is not what i expected at all not at all okay show me some <laughs> gameplay i hope this is the whole trailer what the fuck What is this? Is this Blade Runner? This is the most bizarre trailer I've ever seen with a game name like this. 
Get into your twin turbo, supercharged, nitro fueled Papa Mobile. What? I mean, I can't say I hate it, but I definitely don't love it. What the <laughs> fuck's the gameplay of this? I just, I think I'm more confused than when I went in. Yeah, like I know less that, about the game now. <laughs> still don't know what a Papa Mobile is, huh? Interesting. Mm. I'm Google imaging There's it. There's a like, second trailer. Let's see. With the same pan, but reverse. <laughs> Skip forward, Kev. Entirely. The no, population you're not going to get any real information. The your name is John Paul, 202nd. And your scientists have just discovered a few nationalist lizard people. And it's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I right. heard lizard people at one I point. I heard nationalist lizard people. Nationalist yeah, yeah, yeah. lizard people. All right. Uh, some new dates for you. This comes from Mike Fahey over at Kotaku. Fans of the over-the-top shooting and stabbing rejoice. Shadow Warrior 3 is coming in 2021. We got our first look at gameplay uh, for Flying Wild Hogs' latest game during this weekend's Devolver Direct Stream. Uh, we see a cute bunny get bloodied in today's teaser trailer, um, which should hold you over till then. So you can go check that out. Those games ride a very thin line between funny and racist. So I mean, hopefully Shadow oh, right. Warrior is a bit better about it. Oof, that's not good. Yeah, let's Some see. Deals of the day for you. Uh, this is a cool one. Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, $10 off right now if you pre-order it at Walmart or Amazon. So for $50, you can get Cyberpunk. And then because of the program of getting the upgrades, you can get the Xbox Series X version and the PS5 version for $50 right now. Even if those end up being 70 at some point. So go do that. Um, next up, we got uh, two Nintendo deals. Uh, Mario Maker 2 and New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Both for $40 right now on Amazon. Uh, the rare Nintendo sale. So go check Tim, that out. What do you think about Mario U? Like New Super Mario Bros. U? It's, I mean, it's a fantastic game. I just think the art style is boring. Same. I think it's actually one of the best 2D Marios in terms of like level design. Oh, easy. Yeah. Especially it's, with Luigi U in there, but like yeah, holy totally. shit, it's a boring art design. It's just so boring. And like all the fun, unique ideas, like the the starry night level and all that stuff, like there's just not enough of them. And it's like yeah. I feel like having them always almost makes it worse because I'm like, but there could have been more of this. Like, why did we get more of the same? Wah, wah. I'd love to see like Whoever's in charge of the art design for like 3D World mm -hmm. work with the new survivor this U team and just have like total veto power over everything. Totally. Because like totally. some of those like circus levels and all that in 3D World were amazing. And yeah. I'd love to see that for the new survivor brother series. Absolutely. I do want to give a shout out here. So Mario Maker 2 is on sale for $40. Uh Kev, can you bring up the link that I put there, the reset era thread? Um, I came across this this week. Uh a user on reset era, Mr. Anderson, um, made a full game in Mario Maker 2 called Super Nostalgia World. And it is 35 levels, seven world, fan-made Super Mario Maker 2 game. It use, utilizes all the different styles um, from the from the games, like the Super Mario World, Mario 3, um, some of the new Mario style. And it I was playing it a bit. It's really cool. They do He did a really good job of kind of making it feel like a real video game, where it's mm -hmm. paced in a way where it's not just like crazy-ass levels. It's like there's a, a nice build of like kind of simple, introduce you to concepts and then give you some like pretty damn challenging uh, levels. I have, I'm not too far into it, but we got some world maps and stuff. So anyway, go check this out if you're interested. I think you'll, it'll get some extra replay out of uh, Mario Maker 2. 
I need to finish my because like I was doing the same thing of like making an entire game of worlds and just at some point I got frustrated that I had these ideas that I just couldn't make happen because of very like arbitrary restrictions. Mm. And then at some point it was also just I've been playing too much Mario Maker. Like literally to make a game of levels takes so much time. Oh yeah. And they did it. So go check it out. Um, but before you do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Quip. Uh, let's talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Not Greg, not Tim, not the majority of kind of funny. We all use Quip. We love Quip. Uh, good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has uh, nice little sonic vibrations with well, time. That's what it is. Time sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute routine and there's even a size down version designed for kids which is cool i'm not a kid i use the adult version but i still love those sonic vibrations i know exactly when to change the quadrants of my mouth um you can schedule every three months for just five dollars each a friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free if you go to getquip.com games right now you'll get your first refill free that's your first refill free at getquip.com games G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, they're the good habits company. Next up, we got a new sponsor, Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily. In Sweden, they don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. Uh, with the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. You can get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved to your wish list. It's always good to shop smarter and save money. I love how easy it is to find what you're looking for and just get all this whole thing set up. It's a super clean app, and hey, man. Shout out to Sweden. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedish-er way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online, all in one app, and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Downloading or Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. Klarna. We're learning things today, Imran. <laughs> did you know yeah. that Klarna is shopping in Swedish? I did not. That is news to me. Check it out. Check it out. Um, and finally, shout out to Hims. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science, just like Nick and Andy have been doing for the last couple of years? They love Hims. You guys have heard it a million times. Now you can check it out at 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Uh, today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, you guys can get your first visit absolutely free. Go to fourhims.com slash games daily. That's fourhims.com slash games daily. Full refund of price paid available for first 90 days supply. Refund request must be made between 90 and 180 days after the product shipment is delivered. Prescription products require an online consulta consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's fourhims.com slash games daily let's get some reader mail yep uh let's start with 
nanobiologist. Ever since Xbox started to really hold true to every first-party game released on the box will release on the PC as well, y'all have said these do not count as exclusives. The internet as well have echoed similar sentiments with lines like, why bother get the box when I can just get it on PC? There are no more Xbox exclusives anymore. So with Sony slowly making a shift towards previous exclusives being available on PC as well, especially with Ryzen Zero Dawn's new PC release date, can these still be counted as exclusives for PlayStation? Or can we all just agree that the term exclusive no longer means what it means? Is saying console exclusive sufficient with getting the meaning across regarding what actually is happening nowadays? Finally, if Xbox has the ability to have cross-save and cross-progression, cross-achievement progress between their console and PC, do you hope or expect to see Sony implement anything similar in the near future? The term exclusive... It's only had ever only ever had like two relevant meanings in discussion. One is I can't buy this because I own <clears throat> X console, which is like that's a reasonable like complaint. The other is my console is better because it has this game on it. Like and it's not on yours. I don't I don't think Microsoft has ever thought about Xbox losing exclusives to PC as a problem because it's still a win for them. They don't care as much about buying you buying the hardware as long as you're in the ecosystem. Like, uh, I started playing Sea of Thieves with friends the other day. It doesn't matter to them that I played it on Game Pass on my PC because I still played it on Game Pass on my PC, like, as opposed to my Xbox. For them, the fact that the pe- people I'm playing with who would never buy an Xbox just bought a like bought the game anyway is, you know, still a win for them. Sony's thing with Horizon and other games is. They're releasing Horizon now because Horizon 2 has been announced. And they want people who play on PC to be like, hey, Horizon's fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I really like this game. I don't, if I have to wait another three years for Horizon 2, some people will be like, yeah, sure, I'll wait three years. Other people will be like, I'll buy a PS5 for it. For Sony, that's a win. But either way, they get the game sale out of it. I think yeah. to answer Nanobiologist's question, yeah, exclusive doesn't really mean anything. It just means like, as long as. I this is only on this system for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think it got laid bare really badly during that Sony conference of with Brendan Project Athia before. That had the worst weasel wording I've ever heard of designed exclusively for PS5. Like what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like What's is that, that a end up being? Is that a time exclusive? Does that mean it's not on PC? Is it on PC day one? Is it gonna come to Xbox like three months later, a year later? Is it ever gonna come? Like, what is the answer there? Yeah. Um, in this, uh, Nano, you say y'all have said that these do not count as exclusives. I totally think they do count as exclusives. I don't know who, who from us have, is, disagrees with that, but I've always seen PC as kind of its own thing. Like I mm-hmm. see PC just as a, a different, different sector. And I know that like things have changed where I think PC gaming has gotten a lot more accessible to people. And a lot of the people that grew up console gamers have made the switch over this gen, or at least plan to, or even if not switch, like the addition of a pc as you know of one of the pillars of their their gaming um but i I think that there's still something about like when we're looking at the 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 big dogs of nintendo sony and microsoft like them having games that are exclusive to their platforms matters Mm -hmm. like even if it's even if it's just like even if it's also on uh, pc like i think that it's still a microsoft game and i think that now that sony's kind of dabbling in this if there's still playstation games and even just because you can play it on a on a pc i still think that it, it has the the cachet and like the 
it's still it's the PlayStation branding is what matters. It's exclusive to that ecosystem. Yeah. Now jumping on to the next question of do I hope or expect to see Sony implement uh, the you know cross progression stuff? I wouldn't expect them to. I really hope they would. Like that's what I want most from next gen is just let let games work the way that they should, the, the yeah. way that we want them to. Of uh, if I'm if I own a PS5, let's say I own two PS5s and I have one upstairs and one downstairs, I should be able to just continue my game upstairs you know even if i didn't buy it like let's have cloud streaming or whatever it is like xbox makes that even easier it's like i like how much emphasis xbox has been putting into the ecosystem work of game pass and hopefully x cloud and all that stuff with the smart delivery and then all the cross progression save and all that stuff because that stuff really fucking matters yeah i honestly like an ideal for me is that every system kind of works the way the Xbox One save system works. That as soon as you log in, it downloads your save for that game. That mm-hmm. is like, that's it. There's no management. There's no like, hey, I'm going to log into PSN Plus and I'm going to download, choose the save that I want for this. Oh no, it didn't upload correctly. Like it's, I would want that for, for Sony to do if only because it just, it's more convenient. And that's where the industry is going. And if Sony takes part in it, then like it'll move it there faster. Totally. Totally. Now it's time to squad up. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to squad up. Just like Ben, please be excited, did. Uh, he says, I'm hosting a KFBF community ultimate chicken horse championship stream on Saturday, July 11th um, at 1230 p.m. PT. Uh, they have two spots available for a couple kind of funny best friends to play. No experience is needed. Just a PS4 headset and a copy of the game. It's going to be an absolute blast and clever endeavor games have been nice enough to provide a steam code to give away during the stream. If there's any best friends out there that like to participate, please send a message or whisper at twitch.tv slash please be excited or DM him on Twitter at please be excited. There's only one E and be excited. Yeah, please yeah. be excited. I uh, love the show. Keep crushing it. Thank you very much, Ben. That sounds awesome. Go squat up with him there. Um, now it's time for your wrong. You can go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we got wrong as we screw it up on this here show. Um, what do we got? Um, Nanobiologist says, this is some editorializing, but I appreciate it. Uh, the Xbox event is an Xbox showcase, not an inside Xbox. The Xbox showcases, e.g. their E3s, have brought it regularly in the past couple of years. Totally agree. The sure. last couple of E3 uh, shows for Microsoft, specifically on the third-party front, have been bangers. Um, Dan H. says, 343 has said every single Halo game will have a beta before release ever since the MCC debacle. It would be unlikely to release multiplayer after the show, but it's not impossible that the beta will be released interesting um or in zero zero says imran it's bravely default to not bravely second their names are dumb <laughs> like they don't get to they don't get I, i'll be wrong about the names until they make good names i agree square enix uh nanobiologist says miss new date all who watch ubisoft forward this weekend will get watchdogs 2 for pc for free Cool. Ben from Pittsburgh said Cuphead DLC announcement trailer came out July 2019. No, I'm looking it up now. That came out uh, June 10th, 2018. Boom! Take that, bitch! Don't, don't you wrong me with wrong information. I don't Google that shit. You got him, Imran. You got him good. Oh, Kevin. Uh, John BX32 says, not you're wrong, but the guy running the Xbox demo program said this on Twitter. Hey, I'm the guy running the program here. 
For those asking about big uh, first-party games and Xbox event, etc., know that this is totally separate from anything like that. This is an opportunity for mostly indie and smaller pubs to get demos in gamers' hands since summer game shows are canceled. Okay, yeah. so maybe we shouldn't expect anything. I, I don't actually expect Halo. I think it would just be like a big mic drop if they did. Totally. totally. But also like screw over every other indie de- <laughs> demo that's trying to get attention. But Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> um, let me run you through the rest of the hosts this week. Uh, tomorrow, we got Blessing and Imran. On Wednesday, we have Greg and Gary. Thursday, we have Greg and Blessing. And Friday, we have Blessing and Greg. Um, all that sounds great. All that sounds fantastic. What a great group of human beings. Um, but guess what? You don't need to go anywhere because we're about to do the post show for Patreon supporters. Thank you all very much. Um, if you're watching live and you're not on Patreon and all that stuff, stay tuned for Kind of Funny Screencast, the review of Hamilton. Very excited to talk about this. Um, until next time, love you.